for the faces I can see, you know, you guys look look quite happy for people that are in lockdown. Um, not a bad thing, not a bad thing. Um, so yeah, Steve's asked if I can share. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be short. It's gonna be quick. Um, obviously, because it's because it's an evening service. Um, but he's asked me to share from John, um, and he's given me quite an interesting passage. Because this is, oh, I hope everyone can hear me okay. Let me just increase my volume. Yeah. Give me quite an interesting passage because um, this is one of the longest prayers that, that Jesus, you know, um, prayed. And um, we're going to go through it in, in a second um, and then kind of just dissect it as much as we can within, within the time limit. Um, but, you know, what, what's really, what really, what I really found interesting was, you know, how how much we can start to delve into let me just get my notes up you know start to see god's heart um as he prayed uh for us in this passage and we'll see what i mean in a second um but yeah we're going to be uh reading from john 17 and we're going to be reading from verses 20 to 26 so i think it's going to come up on screen and it goes verse 20 my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. Amen. Now, just, just as a precursor or, or to give you a bit of context, you know, John, John 17 starts out with um, Jesus holding what we might describe as a, as a prayer meeting today. You know, um, Jesus starts out praying, you know, for, for himself, firstly, you know, um, in the first five verses or so, um, and, and praying that God will be glorified through what he's about to, to go through. And then we see him pivot and, and start to pray for his disciples, um, his disciples at that time. And then finally, he comes to um, the verses we're looking at, and, and he prays for all believers that will come to know Christ uh, through the faithful teaching of the disciples. What fascinates me about this, this whole um, passage is, you know, God lays down his blueprint um, for all believers, um, you know, the way I see it. And, and that's you and me and everyone who will come to know Christ uh, through us or through our testimonies. Through Christ's prayer here, we see a very clear picture of what God's mission is for us. Uh, we also see the confidence he has in, in the success of the finished work. You know, Christ, Christ hasn't yet been crucified, but, you know, he, he has full confidence in, in what would come after that. 
And, you know, we, we see a clear assignment that's set out for us um, that we cannot achieve on our own, but only through a unique relationship. And that is one that symbolizes a, a unity that provides us access, um, access like none other to the Father through Christ. I mean, this morning, Joe reminded us in worship, you know, of, of the curtain when he prayed during worship of the curtain that was torn, you know, giving us un unprecedented access to, to the Father. And in those verses, you know, we, we hear Jesus's heart cry for unity among believers, you know, um, and, and his heart cry is for the same type of unity that he has with the Father. Jesus then goes on further, you know, asking, you know, to ask that together we will also be united with him and the Father. So we, we see, you know, Jesus saying, I have unity with the Father and you need to be united among yourselves and then you need to be united with me and the Father. We kind of see this unity message echoed and, and repeated in, you know, throughout scripture, particularly in a picture that Christ develops for us in John 15. And in John 15, one, I believe he's going to come up, you know, Jesus says, I am the vine and my father is the gardener. And then in verse five, Jesus goes on to say, I am the vine and you are the branches. And then also we see in, in verse four, John 15, four, Jesus tells us, remain in me, all commands us really, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. We see this picture of harmonious unity, one that is so critical that, you know, Christ not only prays for it or prays for us uh, to, to enter it, but Christ echoes it repeatedly um, throughout scripture. And what's, you know, what couldn't be more or, or couldn't be clearer is where Christ makes it clear and obvious that there is power in unity, the kind of power that can lead people to Jesus. We see the objective here of what Christ is asking us uh, for or to do, uh, being that he is glorified and, you know, and, and the whole world gets to see him. God's prayer for us, um, God's prayer for unity there, and he prays for believers, which we see in verses 21 and 23 is a unity that sees us being in, in, of one spirit, in unity with one another, being firmly rooted in God. And that just outlines, you know, the blueprint of our lives and, and God's desire for us to bear fruit so that the world will believe in him. God's heart here is to, is to reach the unreached, to reach the lost uh, through us and through our faithful teachings, through our testimonies, through our lives in general. One line from Steve's message this morning um, that kind of struck me in particular was, was where he said, and I quote, Jesus was sure of his identity. And I believe in the same way we must be sure, not only of our identity, but also our mission. We share in, in that unity that, that, that Christ describes, that unity um, between him and the Father. We, we share in that. And also we see in the passage that, you know, we share in the glory and the authority of God. Um, and it makes it clear in, in, no you know, in no uncertain terms that nothing has been held back. We have full access. We are in complete unity with Jesus, who is united with the Father. And while Jesus' work of uniting us with the Father is complete through his sacrifice, we also have a part to play 
in attaining that unity among ourselves as believers. Paul writes in, in 1 Corinthians 12, uh, from verses 12 to 13, um, he lets us know that the body is a unit. And though it's comprised of many parts, and although his parts are many, they all form one body. And so it is with Christ. For in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews, Greeks, slave or free, and we were all given one spirit to drink. And I also picked out some parts of verse 25, where Paul says there should be no division in the body, but his members should have mutual concern for one another. And I replace concern with love there and say there should be no division in the body, but his members should have love for one another, mutual love for one another. Now we're talking, you know, about unity, but, you know, we, we cannot separate um, unity from love. Love is the foundation for unity. Loving one another, being in unity as believers and being in unity with God is the most effective outreach um, that can be performed as we, as we learn from Christ's prayer here. What we see through Christ's prayer is, is, in essence, the blueprint of what all believers should strive for. We see a picture of oneness with God, unity of spirit, and love for one another. And God tells us through this, the world will come to know Jesus and his saving grace. Now, I know we haven't got time to read everything, but I would encourage you to, to read the whole passage uh, prayerfully at any point this week if you have a chance. Um, and I pray that as you do, you will get a glimpse of God's heart, his, his desire for unity, um, the importance of love and unity among us that, that, that you know, Christ prayed for at this moment, even before he, his time was up. And um, if it's all right with, with you, Steve, um, I'd just like to, to lead us in a short prayer as well, um, just to drive all this home. Is that all right? Great. Awesome. Thanks. So, yeah, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for taking time out to pray for us, uh, giving, giving us a glimpse of your heart for us. We thank you for guiding us. We thank you for, for, for as we've discussed, providing us with the blueprint of the lives you want us to live. We thank you for your sacrifice on the cross. Um, we thank you for making us one with you. And we pray, Lord, that you would please give us the grace to strive for unity among ourselves we pray that you would you would envelop us in, in love for one another we would become not just instruments um for, for for your kingdom but also we would become lord of love to our brothers our sisters our neighbors and those around us we pray lord that you'd use our lives as living testimonies to bring about salvation, the salvation of many. Thank you, Lord, for in your name we've prayed. Amen. Amen. Amen.